Okay. So I have brought two takes to the table. The first take is lukewarm, but I kind of just want to get it out there in case there are powerful voices listening to the pod. And the second is more, is a little bit hotter. So we'll start with the lukewarm and then move up. Say, kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? New intro format. Tell us what you think at becomingadogpod.com. Say, kid, Jump right to the good stuff. What do you want, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want when you grow up? Hit it, Santana. Welcome back, everyone. Boom, boom, boom. To another episode of Becoming a Doctor. What? <laughs> a podcast where two fourth year... I was a little loud, sorry. Yeah! Two fourth year medical students talk about the only thing that we ever talk about. What is it? What? <laughs> it's medical school. <laughs> I'm, I'm your host. I thought there's another sounder coming in. I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. And I'm your co-host, Kevin Gale. And you can find this podcast on... Becomingadoctorpod.com. At, also at Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on Twitter, at symbol... Becoming a doc pod. Look, check us out. Slide in the DMs. Hit us with your questions. All right, let's get to the podcast. What's the first segment? Here we go! Wow. <laughs> so loud. Moving very efficiently today. <laughs> That's out of the ordinary. What's going on, buddy? <sighs> segment number one today. Today's a special day. What is it? Today is Mother's Day. Mother's Day. A day to honor all of the mothers across the globe and across the galaxy, I guess. I would assume there's mothers in other nooks and crannies out there anderson would know <laughs> good point let's get him back on get his take on aliens alien moms anyways i thought we'd open <laughs> we'd open that's it a up. genre somewhere <laughs> oh boy oh man oh geez uh no but you're right it is mother's day today it's an important day where and, we honor our mom and you're the producer what what what'd you have in mind I just wanted to get on here and uh, talk about how great our moms mm. are. Mm-hmm. Or were. <laughs> <laughs> Oy, okay, I'll start. <laughs> uh, I've talked about, I've shouted out my mom multiple times on the pod. You guys, you guys have heard it before. She's the best. <laughs> I remember actually when, when one of the mailbag questions was asking about your mom, and it made you so happy for the rest of the night. Oh. She's just so great. I saw her today. So go on a rant. Let's hear it. I mean, what can I say that hasn't been said? You know, she brought me into this world and someday <laughs> she'll take me out of it. Uh, no, I love my mom. Yep. She is one of the best people I know. Uh, somebody that I, you know, has taught me so much and that I always try to look up to. Um, she's just such a caring, loving, thoughtful person. Um, so you went home today, right? Yeah, I went to go. Well, they moved. They moved? They abandoned my childhood home. Did they really? The dust. Yeah, they moved out to the Burbs. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. You went to the Burbs. Yeah. When you got there, did you give your mom a great big hug? I did. Did Does, she, it, does your mom give you a kiss on the cheek or like just a hug back or... Uh, 
just a hug. I'm just uh, the reason <laughs> I bring it up. A picture. Uh, the, no, the reason I bring it up is is I don't think there are many things in life more comforting than a mother's hug. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, like that embrace, like unconditional love. Yeah, so nice. Absolutely, it was very nice. She made us some eggs. We were going over there to celebrate her. And she's like, oh, <laughs> you guys are starved. <laughs> um, did you get her a gift? I did. We got her. Uh, so she is the type of person. I think I'm. we're very similar in this way where we will use items until they literally break into dust yep. particles. Like that hat you're wearing <laughs> is the nastiest thing I've ever seen. This hat has been through it all with me, baby. I'm not going to. Yeah, Frances- <laughs> Francesca 10 minutes ago was like, uh, that hat has some gross S on it right now. Stains. It always does. <laughs> I wash it from time to time. So anyways, you use things to the end. Yeah, like this hat. And like my other running hat that yep. mysteriously got burned. <laughs> and I had to throw it away. I what forgot, was that all about? I forgot about that. The story there was I lit a match. Mm-hmm. It flipped out of my hand and sure. landed right on your hat. I mean, what it, are the... What a coincidence. <laughs> no, it's really... I don't care if you have old-ass hats. It really did. Anyway, yeah. go back to talking about your mom. What's her name again? Barbara. 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 So you went over Barb. there. What did you get her? You were telling me the story. Oh, yeah. So she has this small little cutting board that... I don't know. Probably is as old as I am. She claims that it's clean. It has more stains in this hat. I'll tell you that right now. It's so bad. Uh, and she's always using it, and it's way too small. Yeah. So we got her a new cutting board. Yep. Was, I mean, that's kind of a lame gift. No, like, not at all. Very practical. Very practical. She was super excited. I don't think she used it, to be honest, when she was making the eggs today. I think. She, well, I don't still... think you cut eggs too much, <laughs> Santana. Everyone knows that. I'm not really much help in the kitchen. <laughs> or maybe you think you do cut eggs, and you're like, Ah, waka, waka, waka. <laughs> And then uh, got her this like kitchen mat thing mm-hmm. to put on the floor in your kitchen because she has this tiny little carpet thing. Okay. And she's like, oh, it kind of helps when I have to move it around my kitchen so much. And my feet always hurt when I'm standing up on the hard floors in there. Uh, and she was very excited about that. Did use that right away. Put it right on the floor. And and it was a surprise, right? Both of those things. Yeah. <sighs> The best. Yeah. People love gifts. People love surprises. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they love your presence. My brother got her a, a rose candle. Smelled so bomb. Yeah, we had a good time. Oh, my mom, she's the best. What One a nice, best. sounds like a nice Mother's Day. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's so funny because every time I go over to my dad's and my future mother-in-law <gasps> or future mom, I guess. Whoa. Uh, Right? I don't know how it works. Yes. <laughs> I guess that is how it works. Yep, that's how it works. <laughs> uh, my dad's getting married right in August. Future to Suzanne. It's got to be future mom. Stepmom? No, stepmom is. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I think that's what that is. Okay, so she'll be my future stepmom. Yeah. Um, bonus mom. Every bonus. I like that. I'm going to call her that from now on. Bonus mom. Anyways, um, every time I go over there to my dad's and my bon- future bonus mom's uh, place. They're always like, this is the best gift you've ever given us, and it's an extra large cutting board. No way. <laughs> they used to use a cutting board the size of an iPad. That's what I'm saying. And they're trying to cook a full dinner on it. Doesn't make any and sense. And so I on Amazon, I just got like, I think it's 
two feet by three feet. Sheesh. And it's plastic, so it's easy to wash. Mm -hmm. You know, the one we have in my place. It's too big. It's not too big. It's perfect. And every time I go over there, they're so thankful. So I bet your mom is going to love that gift, dude. I think so. Not as big. Still pretty small. Okay. But Uh, but, but an upgrade. Oh, certainly. Tell me uh, one thing that you love about your mom. It's Mother's Day, dude. Let's hear it. Put you on the spot. I'm, I'm just trying to think of what I talked about last time. Don't, who cares? What popped in your mind right now? One thing you love about your mom. Uh, I mean, I guess I I love how supportive she is of all of her children. Yep. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, that's, that's pretty basic. That's a pretty basic answer. But it's so true. Uh, no matter what we're doing, if it's some silly thing um or something big and important like my brother just graduated from undergrad she's the most she's way more excited than we are about anything that we're doing yeah and way more supportive and way more yep uh seemingly way more interested in it yep and uh number one fan yes uh and that's just you don't get that from you know anybody else no your mom for sure um you gotta start thinking what you're gonna do for graduation when you graduate med school in a year it's a big deal, and your mom's gonna really be proud of you. Uh, what I'm gonna do? Yeah, like how are you gonna celebrate with the fam, the friends? I guess I gotta start planning that now. Maybe not. <laughs> I guess it's <laughs> still kind of up in the air. I, I feel like <laughs> Going graduation or not? Yeah. Ooh. I guess there's more pertinent things to worry about. Yeah. Um, Barbara. Barbara. All right. Uh, yeah, she's the best. You yep. met her, and I've met her. She's so positive. She's so wonderful. So uh, bubbly. Great energy. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, the bubbly that we <laughs> no no have the apartment. She's just a bubbly person. Yes. Um, okay, Mother's Day. One he, one mother down. Check check. I, we, I was just thinking about this that we. I just I've met your mom. Right, she's great. Yeah. You've never met Nancy Gale. I have not. She died in 2016. Right, terminal colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she died in 2016. Maybe it was 2017. <laughs> My sister, if she was here, she would not be happy about it right now. Um, yeah, but you're not really a dates kind of guy. No, never, never, never have been, never will be, is what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, let me look it up. I feel bad. Nancy Gale, <clears throat> when did she die? March 16th, 2017. Mm. Um, so that was before med school. That's why you've never met her. Yep. But I'll tell you a little bit about her. One of the things that I always loved about my mom is that she was so proud of her career at a technical college. Hmm. So she wasn't teaching at like a big public university like the University of Minnesota. Uh, For a while, she teached like middle school, high school, but not very many years. And Uh and most of her career, she was at Anoka Hennepin Technical College. Oh, cool. And and I don't know. I didn't know this before my mom, right? I don't know if it's it's a common, well-known fact but technical colleges are for like the the adults who want to go back and change their careers, and you're learning a tech like a technical thing, right? Right. So you get a two year degree in like auto mechanic, right? Two year degree specific things is a technical college, like electrician, exactly. And so you're learning that the technical skills it takes to try to change careers, right? Like maybe like paramedic, exactly. Maybe. And and a lot of these. You know, even though it's very focused, a lot of them do have one math class that's required. Oh, sure. And so my mom was teaching a lot of adults who were like really motivated to change careers and go back. Mm -hmm. And she just took a lot of pride in that. And I didn't 
I didn't uh, appreciate when I was a kid because I didn't, had no idea. But by the time I got older, I just thought how valuable um, a career she had. You know, helping other adults like achieve their goals and ach- or achieve their dreams. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing I really loved about Nancy. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And f- I feel like for a lot of people uh, who maybe didn't have great uh, motherly figures at home, oftentimes teachers can be like be like a surrogate mother. A lot of people think about uh, female teachers that they had on Mother's Day and how they were nurturing towards them. 100%. 100%. She was a very nurturing person, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ex- extolling? Is yep. that the word? That's a word. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> extolling? Ah, waka, waka, waka. <laughs> extolling? Yep. <laughs> uh, she would just give a lot of love to the world. Extolled and, it. I don't know. <laughs> she would, I bet her students did, some of her adult students did look to her like that type of figure, like a supportive figure. Yeah. And she worked there for so many years. Uh, 30 years? Wow. I mean, I mean a long, long time. Um, and so she had a presence there and, and, and made an impact in a lot of people's lives at Anoka Hennepin Technical College. That's just one thing. I could talk about Nancy Gale for many, many hours. I mean, you did write a book about her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. I know a lot of her stories. I'll actually tell you a quick story about Nancy Gale. Yeah, let's hear it. I love to. And and I know I've told you before, but I always like telling it. Um, My dad, uh, my mom got pregnant during undergrad. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was not ready to have a child. She was still fitting her undergrad undergraduate education and at the time she uh the child was with my dad and so they my dad and mom decided that mom would get an abortion okay and of course it's my mom's decision but you know she was with my dad at the time so they made that decision together sure and at the time abortion was only legal in a handful of states and the place where people would go to get abortions the primary spot was in new york because it was they had the process down for out of staters to come to New York. Okay. But what happened is you would board a plane, you would get to the airport in New York, and there'd be like a clinician manager there with your name and like four other, five other women's names. They would get you to a hotel where you're staying for the night and perform the procedure the next day. Wow. And so my mom went through this whole thing. And I didn't know this until I was really writing this story about my mom when she was dying. It's an incredible story. Like, so courageous. She was there by herself, right? There was a couple other women her age. Yeah. Um, but my mom and dad couldn't afford to, uh, you know, my, my dad couldn't afford to go out there with him, right? They both had to raise a bunch of money for this. And so my mom had to do it herself. Wow. What a cool thing, though, to know about your mom. Yeah. I had no idea that that was even a thing that happened. Yeah, that for for she, for a couple of years, that that was like a thing that happened for wow. to to undergo an abortion legally. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And think about this. This is just off the top of my head. If she hadn't done that, I wouldn't be around. Right? It's the butterfly effect. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess yeah, I'm really proud of my mom for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like it. Would, I mean, like. Going through any type of medical procedure is so daunting and scary. Right. And to have to go to a different part of the country where you don't have, you know. Family or friends, you're by yourself. That, yeah. 
So shout out to Nancy Gale. Shout out, Nancy. May she rest in peace. Hmm. I can't even say that with a straight face. Jesus. <laughs> what would your sister think right now? <laughs> She'd be happy we're talking about her. Yeah. So that was they, a... What's up? Today's a day. Today, Mother's Day is the day to do it. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing that. Thanks for having that segment, Santana. Um, that segment was... Great success. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit thirsty after that segment. No doubt. Parched. Let me crack this puppy open. Crack it open. All right, that's a nice cold bubbly. I just lime. I just got a text message an hour ago. No way. And a picture, I'll let you describe it. Oh, describe it out the whole thing. So we got uh somebody with painted toenails. Yep. Looks keep like going. That's a red, maybe a scarlet, I don't know. <laughs> Not a color expert. Ask Umret. <laughs> uh chilling by the pool. Yep. Getting their tan on on this beautiful Sunday. Yep. Drinking a bubbly. I know. What what flavor's in their hand? It looks like grapefruit. Yep. One of the best flavors. And then the next text message right after that was, okay, the lime is way better. <laughs> <laughs> it is way better. It's objectively the best one. The but, grapefruit is good, but yeah, come on. But not as good as the lime. So anyways, we're spreading the bubbly happiness. Yes, bubbly. <laughs> come on. We're increasing your sales tenfold probably please sponsor us um all right so i think we should just jump straight to the guests what do you think i agree let's call them up call them up why don't you give a little intro while i'm looking up the phone number okay Uh, our guest this week is one of our one of our oldest friends Mm -hmm. from med school jillian yep uh her last name being milades yes sir straight from well i mean we can let her introduce herself, right? Yeah, we yeah. met her like the, one of the first weeks. Yes. Or at least I did. I don't know. I think she was in some of our small groups. For she was for sure some of our small groups. So just like half of our other friends, she was forced into our friendship. Yeah. Sorry, Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've been wanting to get on our pod for a while. Hasn't worked out for some reasons, various reasons. Yeah. Maybe we'll get into it. Maybe we won't. Let's call her up. <laughs> Let's call her up. Oh, that's... I have oops. to go mobile. <laughs> Almost forgot. <laughs> Do it again. Let's call her up. Time to go mobile. Hello. Jillian? Is this the pod? Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod. Wow, it's a true honor and privilege to be here, really. It's an honor to have you on. Yes, yes. The honor is all ours, Thank Jillian. you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Jillian, I was just saying, for some for some unknown reasons, this, you know, we've tried to get you on the pod, but it just hasn't worked out. I can't remember... What's come up? I don't remember why we hadn't got, been able to get you. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yes. You know, um, I wouldn't put the blame on anyone in particular. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I think things just happen. People fall asleep. Um, <laughs> and it it is what it is. Kevin, I think, and we move on. <laughs> I think I called you five times in a row and you slept right through all of them. <laughs> well, you know, that is the beauty of Do Not Disturb. Oh, <laughs> Wow. And I- blocking Kevin's number. <laughs> yeah, if Santana had called, you would have answered right away. No, we are a very pro-sleeping podcast. Yeah, yep. Sleep is more important than almost anything, in my opinion. 
Great. Well, I'm so glad that um, that we've really settled this and can move on and be friends, really. Oh, absolutely. Okay, Jillian, give us the intro. Who is Jillian Milares? Is that how you pronounce oh, it? Oh, man. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> All day. Um, also, are there crows that are circling you that are about to attack you, yeah, it sounds like? Careful. Um, it is possible. <laughs> Let me just oh, move. I'm, I'm worried about your safety bit. right now. Oh, no. Have you ever seen the birds? It's scary. Oh, my gosh. Nobody has not. seen the birds, dude. It's Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> it's one of the classics. Do you still hear them? No. I'm like it's kind gone. of walking away. Give us the good <laughs> stuff. Who's Jillian? Uh, Jillian, man, if only Jillian knew. Um, okay. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm from the Central Valley of California. Stayed there through undergrad. Went to Fresno State University. Go dog. Go dogs. And, Go dogs. Exactly. Woof woof. <laughs> and then I escaped east and lived in Philadelphia for a bit. Worked on some public health stuff and then Moved back to California, to San Francisco, to get a master's, and Sheesh. had no idea what I was doing with my life. And then I decided to go to medical school, and that's how I ended up here in the beautiful Twin Cities, Minnesota. Hey, yo. <laughs> uh, I had no idea that you did not know med school for a long time in your life. Oh, no. I, I had all of these different paths and none of them really led to medical school. But as I kind of ventured through public health and considered social work, I encountered a ton of really great primary care docs that were like, I don't know, Jillian, like your path seems like primary care. And I was like, well, in order to do that, I'd have to go to med school. And they were like, so do that. And I was like, Yes, super easy. Super easy. Yeah, let me just do that did, real quick. Did you have to go back and get a bunch of prereqs then to in order to apply or did you hit those from your undergrad days? See, yeah, the beauty of that was my psychology degree actually covered all of the prereqs. Hey. Ayo. Yes. Had I applied maybe a couple years later, that would have been different, but I was just under the cutoff where everything kind of still applied. I wasn't quite too old. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting there, though. <laughs> oh, don't I know it? Don't I know it? You know why I know you're old? Because you own a house. That's why I know you're old. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to true. think that was that was good money management, not age. But Yeah, good, you know why I know you're old? Because you worry about good money management. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was taught from a very early age that saving is important, and mm. at the ripe age of 25, that paid off. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I'm never going to be able to own a house. <laughs> no chance. That is simply not true. And I s- please come over anytime and we can talk about money. I don't know why I said that. I can't advise anybody. Financial advisor over here. No, uh, I can Should I invest myself. in Bitcoin? <laughs> should I invest in Dogecoin, Jillian? What yeah, do you what think? About, what about the Doge? <laughs> These like hypothetical, like monetary, whatever, they they mean nothing to me. And so... I just buy a house, guys. I buy, think that's yeah, the move. You're right. Okay. Like the Step 1950s American savings. Um, <laughs> one more question for you. I yeah. think I already know the answer to this, but uh, why did you end up going to the University of Minnesota Medical School being from Central Valley, California? Great question. Yes, that is a good question. Um, well, as you two may know, I am in a program for our third year called Metropap, and it essentially focuses 
on primary care throughout the whole year in an integrated way where you get to know patients at a clinic and kind of go through their medical journey with them and maybe go to specialist appointments, um, go to the ED with them if necessary. And that kind of experience really appealed to me. And the U of M was the only school in the country that I found that had something like that. Wow! And so it was kind of a risk because you have to apply to the program after your second year, which means even if you got into the school, it wasn't guaranteed that you would get into the program. But I chose the school for the program. And so when I applied, I was like, well, I really hope this works out because oh otherwise I'm just going to go through the regular lanes, which also would have been great. But I was very lucky enough to get into the program. So here I'm I am. so thankful you got into that program. Sincerely. I applied to MetroPep. I'm glad they didn't give it to me because I, I did not choose the University of Medicine Medical School. So I, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a really great year. It's winding winding down, but it's been a good time. It's winding down. How many Which, more months of MetroPep? Sorry, Santana. Let's see. We probably have like five or six weeks left, so a little over a month. Is that right? You Kevin, tell me. You I'm not in MetroPep. They didn't accept me. <laughs> I think it, I no, think... <laughs> our PAP is the same timeline, no? I thought it went through the end of June. That's what that's what our PAP does. It goes through the end of June. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think it's the same. I think it's the same. Okay, six weeks. Where uh, where are you for MetroPAP, if you don't mind us asking? Yes, I am. uh, Well, the organization as a whole is called Minnesota Community Care, and then our good friend Lorenzo and I are at Sister Clinics. Shout out out (laughs) to Lorenzo. Shout out to Lorenzo, who should be on the pod. He would Um, never come on the pod. (laughs) I know. I I think we could do it. Well, that's that's an aside. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Off air. <laughs> yes. Uh but we are on the east and west side of St. Paul and it's been really great. Uh which which one are you at? West side? I'm at East Side and he's at West Side which is also called La Clinica. Oh. But we we trade sometimes and then there's also a clinic downtown St. Paul oh, connected cool. to uh Dorothy Day which is the shelter there. And oh. so we go there once or twice a week. It's a lot of fun. That sounds so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that worked out. That's so awesome. And you're going to be, I know you're going into primary care. Yes. You, for for my dad who who's listening, primary care is the doctor you think about when you go to the doctor. You go to the clinic, you got some rash, you go see the doctor, you know? Yep. Um, you're going to be primary care. You're going to be so experienced because you went through MetroPAP. You know, that is the hope, but I, hope so I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> TBD. Yeah, TBD. Everything's TBD. <laughs> Actually, that was that. You just our normal questions for the guests are: What are they doing during med school? You just answered us. You're still in this MetroPAP program. Yeah. Yep. And that. So technically, right? I am not a fourth year. I get to linger back <gasps> for a couple couple weeks while you all get to figure out fourth year, and then I jump in. Mm, oh not quite any more experienced than you, but still. <laughs> Well, I consider myself a fourth year at this point, so welcome aboard. No, no. I humbly decline the role, but thank you. Uh, So are you doing primary care then this upcoming week back at the clinic? Yeah, yeah. You mean like for the next six weeks? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So we do, it depends really. We do like three and a half days of primary care clinic. Um, Luckily, Nika also has like a 
an HIV clinic that we do. So we'll do a day of that, which is actually an internal medicine doctor. Um, brilliant guy, really awesome to work with. And then we do shifts of labor and delivery at Regents. So I do that once a week, too. Whoa. So you've been doing labor and delivery uh, longitudinally every week for the past seven yes. months? Yes, we Whoa. have. Whoa. How many babies do you deliver? Um, wow, that's a good question. I should probably count that, right? It's an Maybe. innumerable number of <gasps> babies. <laughs> well, you know, okay, so it's a misleading schedule because there will be days where we do like the newborn rounds for the babies that have been born from our organization like a couple days before but then we'll have a shift that's 12 hours and no one will come in for deliveries mm. or they'll come in for c-sections which i get to go to but it, those are the OBGYNs taking care right. of those patients. So I get to be in the OR, which is awesome, and I get to have that experience. But it's not the same as working with the family med doc who, like, actually allows me to help deliver, mm -hmm. um, which is a more hands-on experience, as you both probably remember. <laughs> uh, well, I don't because the answer to Santana's question, how many babies have you delivered? My answer is zero. <laughs> as is my that's answer. Okay. That's Santana's, too. What about you? Man, I would say just a safe number, like five babies, five placentas would be my guess. Wow, that's so cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, like, I don't know if the volume of it all, like, made me interested in obstetrics, but, like, I'm seriously considering a fellowship in obstetrics after family medicine. <sighs> so maybe Metropap did that for me. Maybe wow. I owe them everything. <laughs> You for That's sure do. Dramatic. You'd be nowhere without MetroPap, I think. That's what I Yeah. Yeah, they should put that on the website. Just a big photo of me. I would be nowhere without this program. She'd be back in her parents' basement without MetroPap. Oh, oh, speaking about parents, uh today's Mother's Day. Santana yes. and I had a chance to talk about our moms. Do you I'd love to hear about your mom for a few minutes. It's Mother's Day. Let's hear it. Oh, just like her as a person? Yeah, what do you love about her? What are you proud about her? Oh, oh, oh anything. Uh, it's open-ended. Yes. My mother, Susan, is probably the most likable person ever. <laughs> she's the kind of person that comes home with like a bouquet of flowers and she's like, oh yeah, I was just chatting with the cashier and she was like, you're so kind. Let, let me give you a bouquet of flowers. And my dad and I are just like, how did that, you were gone for like 20 minutes. How did that happen to you? <laughs> and she's just so kind and so giving and generous. And she, I owe so much of like who I am as a person to like what she taught me and like just how, how gracious of a person she is. I, I could go on for hours about like how strong her character is. And like, I remember when I was little on Thanksgiving, like instead of like going to our family's house first and like hanging with the cousins, she would take me to like shelters and food banks. And I was like six and we'd be giving out food. And she's like, this is so important. Like oh. she, she and my dad didn't grow up with like a ton of money and, and a ton of security. And she was like, don't forget that this is like, this is where we come from. And we're so blessed to be where we are now, but like, these are our people too. And like, we need to help take care of them and like make sure that they know that they're like cared for on Thanksgiving. And, you know, that's just like the kind of mentality I try to walk around with every day. And without her, I, I don't think I would have any of that. So oh my that's gosh. Susan. 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 And I, and I really think, 
one of these meditation classes I took, it's all about taking the time to speak to the stranger. Like if you're at the grocery store, yeah. just taking the 15 seconds to say hi and do a friend, like put a smile on your face. That sounds like Susan. I don't do a good job at it. That sounds like Susan. If she's getting flowers from strangers and just making people's days, that's such a nice quality for your mom. Yeah, she's just, and you know, sometimes, a lot, most of the time it's incredibly like encouraging and inspiring, but sometimes it's just hilarious. Like a couple years ago, neither of my parents drink and I went home for Christmas and there was this huge bottle of Corona. I honestly don't even know what size it was. It was like the biggest, a, a, lead, a liter of Corona. And I'm like, mom, what there. is this? And she goes, she was like, oh, this is for my pharmacist. And I was like, what? And she, she was like, yeah, I was just talking to my pharmacist. And he was like, I asked him what he was doing. And he was like, oh, probably getting like a, a 12-pack of Corona and just like hanging hanging with my buddies. And so for Christmas, she got him this like liter glass of like glass bottle of Corona. And so it's just like moments like that where you're like, Susan, is this appropriate? <laughs> And, he, and she's like, absolutely it is. And she continues to do it. And people love her. So, And I love her, of course. Yeah, maybe the three of us wouldn't do that, but it really probably made the pharmacist day. Yeah. Susan. Yeah. <laughs> love to hear it. And and it, uh, will they be able to fly out for your graduation in a year? Oh, yeah, definitely. They're like very... my. And you know what? My mom hates flying places, but... When I moved to the East Coast for the first time, she came and then she came uh, here like for orientation and to help me like get settled in Minneapolis. So that woman would do would do just about anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> even oh. get on a plane. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Susan. Yeah. Love you, Susan. Thanks for telling us about her. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Thanks for pod. asking. Mother's Day. You got to do, you got to do it. That's yeah. actually all Santana's idea. He's the producer of the podcast. Yep. Uh, beautiful idea, Santana. Five stars. Five oh. stars out of ten. One. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Jillian. Yes. En- enough about Susan already. Okay, yeah. Sorry. So sorry. We want to hear your hottest take. You knew okay. this was coming. You so, had time to prepare. I have brought two takes to the table. Yes. Two takes. First, Double the, the take. First. The first take is lukewarm, but I kind of just want to get it out there in yeah. case there are powerful voices listening to the pod. Okay, okay, probably. And the second is more is a little bit hotter, so we'll start with the lukewarm and then okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So the lukewarm take is that I think organ donation should be opt out. No, that's that's a good take. Because listen, wait, wait, Santana has a confused what? look on it. Will you explain to Santana what that means? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the brightest bulb because okay. jillian i talked about this during my med school interview uh trails. did you really yeah mm. of course okay of course. okay so when you get your license right yep you can like check a box that says like sure i'll donate my organs if need be i checked that and box yeah, right. exactly but there's so much paperwork to fill out when you're getting your driver's license that so many people don't even look 
And they're just like, they get their license. And I was not an organ donor for like the first five years that I had my license, but I had no idea. Jillian. People would ask and they'd be like, they'd be like, are you an organ donor? I'd be like, uh, yeah, I am. Of course I am. And then one day I looked at my license and I was like, oh my God, I am a liar. And I'm not an organ donor. Unbelievable. I'm calling costs on you for lying (laughs) to your peers. Honestly, I respect that. Um, (laughs) However, I think that administratively things could have been better. And I think that's why like so many people are not organ donors. So I think that states should just make everyone organ donors. And then people have the time to think about if they don't want to do it. And by default, I think we would just have more organ donors. We would have way more. Or- or- there would be organs everywhere. Organs for everyone. Organs yeah, for about- every. You get an organ. <laughs> you get an organ. Organs for days. Oh, you know, that's maybe we should get Oprah in on this. Yeah, for yes. sure. Should well, we get her on the line? I'll try to get her on the pod next week. Yeah. No, yeah. there there are countries that have opt out programs with a much higher success rate. Right? There's a there is such a demand for organs in, in the United States. What countries have an opt out? I don't know them off the top of my head. I could oh, Google it, but okay. there are countries out there with opt out and the United Sorry to just just derail this conversation, Jillian. The United no, States please. you can be on the waiting list for a kidney yeah. for months to years. Yeah. And yes. never get one and yeah. die from and it as Jillian's saying, if there was an opt out program, this wouldn't happen. So anyways, Jillian, lukewarm at best because everyone agrees with that. Who's not agreeing with that? I agree with well, that. I didn't even know it was an option. <laughs> it's a great idea. See, this is more of an educational thing. This is kind of like my uh, so my box. policy my policy change. Yep, Joe for Biden. All of the politicians listening. Yep. Joe Biden. I hope you're tuning in. Right, yeah. taking yes. notes. Exactly. Okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> my actual hot take, yes. which could be. Very upsetting to those <gasps> fellow Californians slash those on the West Coast. <gasps> I think Culver's is better than In-N-Out. Wow! <laughs> no way. And here's why. Okay. So In-N-Out, classic menu. I agree. Well-priced. I agree. Yeah, no doubt. But their burgers are dry. And if you don't smother them with, like, the Thousand Island sauce, Mm -hmm. you're, like, chewing on this, like, really crispy, like, dry burger. Bone dry. Bone. Culver's has butter burgers, which is essentially, (laughs) like... Just like oil, mm, you could mm. swallow that thing whole, and nothing bad would happen. <laughs> Agreed. It would just slide right down. When is it? When is the first time you had Culver's? Was it be, when you came here? Yes, you it was, it. and I I had it, and it was magic, and my life has never been the same. Wow, since. it like shook your whole view of reality because you'd been like, oh, I'm from California, in and out, so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I had to, I had to like rip up all my In and Out merch. I had to like, <laughs> never pull return. the posters off your walls. Yep. Get a bonfire yeah. for the t-shirts. <laughs> I went through all the stages of grief, but I am, I am at acceptance. <laughs> wow, that is a great take. That is a great take, and there's so many people who, in the world that would disagree with you. Yeah, people are losing yep. their mind right now. So uh, I hope they don't come for me, and I hope that California allows me back into the state. <laughs> yeah, you're come holiday time. <laughs> you might never get back. And there's to 
On the same note, there's no in and outs in Minnesota. Is that correct? Mm, I don't think so. Not that I know of. Yeah. It, I think the closest one is probably Vegas or something. I mean, it's so far away. Well, then, Kevin, you'll be able to make it there, right? You're hey. going to Vegas. Thinking about it. Thinking about <laughs> At any moment, I might head to Vegas. Could no. be exciting for you. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah. Culver's is, Culver's, is magical. It's so good. I've only had an in and out one time, and it was not in California. It was in Arizona. Okay. Cards on the table. I've never been in California, the state. <gasps> Sorry, Jillian. Huh. Jillian, can, can we can we visit Central Valley, California? Oh, absolutely. I will be there in the winter, and maybe I'll never come back. Who's to say? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, no. Why what would you? What city are you actually from? I'm from Fresno. Fresno, California. Never heard of it. <laughs> 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 it's uh it's not really a, a city that people stop in it's kind of like a oh i've driven through there before on my way to anywhere else california <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are there any are there any Sheesh. wine uh vineyards? vineyards there are actually and we have a venology program at fresno state which is where i went to college so like, that should have been your major yeah. forget psychology could have been that is a major well it's not my major but i know that, that should have been your minor what are you doing? Oh, wait, you don't drink well, very much, do you? Well, and the problem was is that I didn't turn 21 until halfway through my senior year. Uh-huh. So, Whoopsies. Did you skip a grade? <laughs> um, Yeah, I did. What? That's your hot take. Nerd. <laughs> no, there's so many other people who have skipped grades. I can't be unique. <laughs> Nerd. Which grade did you skip? I skipped first oh yeah that was a good one to skip for sure (laughs) not not much going on in first grade not much going on well that's good to know because it it really keeps me up at night that i (laughs) need that experience (laughs) uh what a great hot take you know you come in you you come in with a fast food hot take you're gonna slay the podcast and that's actually a good one because i don't think there are many people who really have a lot of experience with both culver's and in and out because they are so regionally specific very true so we have an objective yeah. uh, connoisseur mm-hmm. of fast food over here. Wow. Oh, that is that is a title that I am excited to put on my MSPE. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> put, put that on your resume. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, next hot take. What do you think about Dr. Hamlar? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, we're out of time. I, yep, I think it's time to go. Friend of the pod. Yeah, he's a friend of the pod. Big. We he lo- is a friend. We love him. Pod. Actually, tell Jillian the story about Dr. Hamlar. Uh, what? Where you saw him? Last. Oh, I saw him. There was a protest, uh, white white coast for Black Lives protest, out at Brooklyn uh-huh. Center. Uh, when was that? Two weeks ago? Maybe oh, yeah, three so weeks ago. I saw him there. Shows up late. Obviously, classic Hamlar. Always, always so busy. Shows up late. <laughs> leaves early. Has to get back to the OR. <laughs> but he makes a point to meet with this uh kid that was one of the speakers. Kid man. I, don't, I actually don't remember how old he was, who was um, shot in the face with a rubber bullet and like has oh my God. some type of orbital fracture, made a point to stop by and chat with him and um, offer him like, you know, give, give him get ex- they exchanged numbers and offered to like kind of help him out if he needed anything. Yeah. Yeah. This kid That's got awesome. shot by a rubber bullet, right? The, yes. the Dante Wright protests. Yes. And yeah. I thought it was so cool that Dr. Hamlar offered to take care of his medical services. If, if, if finances were the trouble, he was going to figure it out for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, did yeah. you know that story about Dr. Hamlar? Had Santana already told you that? 
No, I didn't know. And Isn't that's that incredible. Really, that's really awesome. Yeah. And much needed, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So yeah. that's another hot take. Dr. Hamler, the best. Good guy. Great guy. A national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> and also, internet sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Never go there again. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks, Jillian, for coming on. Oh, making thank time. you for having me. Really, it's been a good time. Yeah, this was a blast. And shout out to Susan. Yeah, wherever you are. Just <laughs> kidding, she's at home. <laughs> okay, Jillian, we'll catch you next time. All right, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Boom. Jillian. That was, I mean, hots don't get much, hots don't get much, hots don't get much taker. <laughs> what was that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah, waka, waka, waka so loud after the phone call i have hypoglycemia okay <laughs> cut me some slack yeah it doesn't get what you were going to say it doesn't get much hotter than culver's Thank versus in and out yeah wow that was awesome i love it and you don't hear that from californians no you really don't you really don't but you can you can trust jillian she's not messing around no nope she will tell the truth She'll, she tells it like it is yep uh okay well that was great that was a blast that was the a blast all right i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm a little thirsty. I'm going to crack open my bubbly. Crack it. I want a sweet sounder while I'm cracking this thing open. Give me something just A-rated. A-rated? A-rate. Do you feel in charge? This gives you power over me? <laughs> There's our old friend Bane. Perfect. That's exactly what I needed. Um. Okay. So let's move into our next segment. Yeah. Nice job, Jillian, though. Yeah, that was awesome. Brought the heat. Uh, Jillian also talked about our next segment. I wanted to talk a little bit about primary care. Mm, primary care. Wow! <laughs> it doesn't even fit, but. <laughs> uh, uh, so I just started my family medicine rotation. Wait, wait. Are we starting the segment? Yeah. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. Oh, man. Uh, I started my family medicine rotation. Uh, <laughs> I'm just cracking myself up over here. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to just talk about primary care a little bit. Yes. This is yes. my first experience really in med school uh, working in an outpatient setting doing primary care. Everything else that I've done basically has been people who are acutely ill in the hospital. Yep. And, and it's... It's interesting because a lot of people think about their doctor. Like I was saying, when people think about their doctor, they think about the guy at the outpatient primary care clinic. Exactly. And you haven't even experienced it. No. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, that's how the majority of people interact with the healthcare system. Yep. Uh, you go through your primary, you get a referral, you see yeah. a specialist. Um, exactly. And I mean, I had a blast the first week. Tell me about it. It's great. Just, I mean, uh, did Just, you actually have a blast? I did. That's I did. awesome. The the residents that work there are so happy. Yeah. So excited to teach. So excited to have a little med student tagging along. Yeah, yeah, helping yeah. Helping out the the uh, uh, what are they called over there? The preceptors. Yes, the doctors. The, the doctors. Yep. The fully accredited docs. Yep. Are so kind, so patient, so interested in teaching, um, and are not intimidating. Yep. Which you don't always get. No from doctors. They no. can be intimidating. News flash. <laughs> um, 
and uh, uh, I'm working at uh, uh, a clinic in Minneapolis that uh, is primarily, it's in a neighborhood that is like lower socioeconomic status. So um, it's a lot of like families, everybody, a lot of families and adults who either are like working class or a lot of people who are struggling with addictions. Um, and, and this is the type of demographic that you want to serve. Yeah, so exactly. Another reason to like it's it. Perfect. Um, um, and primary care is something that I'm considering doing as a career, despite the fact that I had until this week not done it. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that I that I did really like Santana, it. Santana, that would blow my mind if you end up going to primary care. That would blow You've your been mind? telling everybody internal medicine. Yeah, but internal medicine... I know, kind you of do the primary same. care. What is up? Is the microphone broken? Do you hear that? Is that your microphone or my microphone? <laughs> uh, I do hear it. It's like a ticking sound. Yeah, well, we'll figure that out after the pod. My bad. My bad to interrupt you. So, first week, I have a question for you. Do these right? Re- you say these residents are chill. They're in a good mood. Do they yeah. seem burnt out like other residents who've interacted with, or are they in a good headspace? Uh, I mean. I don't certainly compared with no. I, I mean, don't think it's hard. That, to, it's hard to generalize, it, but exactly. But I don't think so. Um, I've chatted with a couple of them, and it seems like they're uh, because they they're all family medicine residents, so they're doing at least some clinic work every week. Okay, so that means that as far as I can tell, there's never a big stretch where they're doing surgery a surgery block for like a month right as far as i can tell i think that there are shorter spurts of do like they still have to do surgery but i think they're in shorter blocks okay and they always have a uh they always have like at least a half day to a day of clinical medicine which is what they want which is what they're excited about yes and it's more you get to interact with more patients and it's more of kind of standard business hours yep oh that's true too so that can give you maybe a little bit more work-life balance. Exactly. You're doing something that you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad the first week went well. Yeah. Three uh, more weeks to go, right? Three more weeks to go. I'm excited to get back in the to get back in it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess other th- I had a couple other thoughts about primary. Oh yeah, I to hit chat, it. Talk about. Um, it's super hard. Is the other thing that I wasn't really expecting. I was Ooh. expecting it to be kind of. Uh, it's super hard in, in a very specific way. You have 20 minutes. These people are scheduled for 20-minute appointments. And that 20 minutes goes by super fast. And you have to have so much knowledge like readily accessible in your brain while you're in the room with this person to to either tell them if they have questions about stuff or to come up with, your, with the plan for their treatment going forward. Um, and it's been... I mean, I've only done it for one week three days really and it has been like a very uh uh like humbling experience just realizing how much more i have to learn even for something as quote-unquote simple as primary care like people are coming in like you were saying a rash or a cold yeah or like a sprained hand it's just there's so much stuff that these that these docs know like cold where they can just um in these 20 minute visits they they are able to boil down all of this knowledge that they have and dispense it to this person in a way that can be helpful and therapeutic to them um so i just really had this strong realization of how much more we still have to 
how much more work we still have to do before we get to that point. Does no that doubt sense? about it. Yeah, and and I think the time thing is is really the the crux of the matter. If you're seeing t- patients and you only have a 20 minute appointment, you don't have time to be looking up every diagnosis or every plan. Exactly. Um and and that's the way primary care has turned into. Before there was longer appointments. Now because of insurances or paybacks, et cetera, et cetera, they do twenty minute appointments, thirty minute appointments, and you are moving, and you got to have your knowledge ready. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I want to talk about was how big, how much of a factor somebody's like insurance or their insurance status, how big of a factor that it is in kind of deciding what exactly to do for their for their treatment plan. There's some people who don't have insurance, and so there are certain medications that they're not going to be able to afford. Even if you pr- prescribe it to them, they will just say, I I won't go yeah, get this I can't fill I it can't up. I can't it. afford this. Um, which Boy, is sad. super sad. Just a so such a garbage situation. Such a garbage system that we have. And that falls that falls on patients, but as far as providers go... This is the first time when I've really seen that become a factor where they have to take that, where the doctors have to take that into consideration when formulating their plan. Oh, right. Plan. In the hospital, they're not worried about that. It's no, just it's, do what the patient is. They'll figure out the insurance later. Exactly. It's like, what is the what is the standard of care? Give that to yep, this person. But not in primary not care. A, yeah. Um, although, I mean, obviously, they strive to give the best care possible. and they And, I mean, they always do give the best care possible. But it's just another constraint that i had never really considered i mean i knew that it was a big problem um but i never you know seen it personally yep uh the other thing last thing love it no all day primary care was uh you're uh, right up jillian's corner yeah i'm gonna love this podcast the other thing was something that one of the preceptors told me the other day was um somebody came in they they needed like management of their diabetes or some other chronic problem and i was like we could do this and this and this like they're such and such labs aren't doing too great they're not you know whatever i had this list of like five things that i that i proposed to do and he's like you know what let's just um this is like their first visit let's start this one medication and then make sure that like we make a genuine connection with this person because this is a primary care uh we're primary care doctors our greatest asset or i think he said our superpower is continuity that's what sets us apart from other fields of medicine is that we will see this person and help them with their health for a long time for we'll see them next week for their follow-up appointment we'll see them in a month we'll see them throughout the years so we don't need to make all these changes right now to help them with their chronic disease what we need to do is make sure that they get buy-in on their own health so that we do get this, so that they do continue to come and see us and trust us so that we can help them <sighs> longitudinally. So inspiring. I thought it was... Such a wisdom, too, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was cool. And that's the other thing that really sets it apart from all these, you know, I just did neurosurgery. Come on, it doesn't get less <laughs> longitudinal than that. Um, and so is that, uh, does that kind of... Is that inspiring you to think about family medicine more? A, a quote like that, or or realizing the long term impact? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's really cool. Uh, basically, I don't know. Everything about primary care is uh, uh, 
it's all stuff that is exciting to me in its own way. You know, there's this longitudinal care where you're helping people with their health concerns throughout their, the entirety of their life. Yep. Um, they think about health on a community level. Yep. Which I think is really important. Right. We live in a society. I don't know if you knew that, Kevin. Never heard of it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly considering it. I still think I, uh, I'm lean. I would. I will, will most likely go into IM. Yep. I'm not willing to shut the door. Um, I think that's. I think that's really cool. What What was the doc's name that t- said that? Or are we keeping this anonymous? anonymous. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> that's, my, just, my first that's just a good quote. My uh, my preceptor, Doctor Holcomb. We've Friend talked about him before. We'll talk about him again. When are we going to get him on the pod? He, anytime. He would do it. He's so chill. I can't wait. Uh, he he has he has had patients for such a long time now. They have buy-in. They mm-hmm. trust his advice. Uh, it's very inspiring to see that. Uh, and for a while, I, I thought that was, I mean, I was like, this is really cool. This would be such a cool thing. I just can't stand, I just can't do it. I can't sit in an office, <laughs> same office, never walk anywhere, never go anywhere. I can't do it. That's fair. But but what you're saying is he he has his own patients buy-in and they trust him and he's able to make an impact in the long term. Yeah. And so many of his patients, he's like, well, we'll try this medication. You come back in three months and we'll see how it goes. And they all they all do. He doesn't have that that fall off that he has the buy-in, he has the relationship. It's a cool thing. Um, and you've been doing primary care throughout the year, similar to Jillian. Do you have any other uh, thoughts, takeaways from your... You know what? We'll save it for the rotation review. No You're going to be done way. in three weeks, and I'll tell you all about it. Wow. The suspense? <laughs> it's building. Building! <laughs> I'm steeped in anticipation. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> uh, I, I liked what you were saying, all of that stuff. That was a good, that was a good uh, segment. Letting you talk about your first week. Yeah. Just some a little bit of a rant about family med. Mm-hmm. They don't get, you know, they don't get the love and adoration that these neurosurgeons get, you yeah, know? No, no doubt. But they deserve it just as much. They deserve it. All right. Uh, so that was that segment. Yes, sir. Primary care. Primary care. <laughs> Do you have a sounder for it? I think you're going through uh, it. That was that segment. That was the primary care uh, segment. Here we go. It doesn't matter who we are. What? I don't know. What matters is our plan. That doesn't make any sense. I don't have very many good sounders. I got a lot of bait ones. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our next segment. Everybody's favorite. What is it? Kevin's Corner. <laughs> this is everybody's favorite. Boom. You know that, right? I don't just say that. It's, I mean, you heard the kids. Everyone loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Our live studio audience of children. Okay, so... Ooh. <laughs> so <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like a PBS show. They had a live studio audience of children. It's not the 90s anymore, dude. My bad. Still living in the past. Come on. Kevin's Corner. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. I have an article. <clears throat> New York Times... May 9th, 2021. The failing New York Times. That's what I've heard it be called. Is it really? Is it going bankrupt or something? No. Okay, well, anyways, we'll ignore that comment. May 9th, 2021. You know what day it is today? Uh, That's today. That's today. Okay. So this is a hot topic right here. 
Uh, it's an article, and I'll just read the first three paragraphs to you so you get the gist, okay? Okay. Mm. Surly Zhang, a first-year medical student at Dartmouth's Giselle School of Medicine. Giesel. Thank you. I have no idea. <laughs> Giesel School of Medicine was on spring break in March when he received an email from administrators accusing him of cheating. <gasps> Dartmouth had reviewed Mr. Zhang's online activity on Canvas its learning management system, during three remote exams, the email said. The data indicated that he had looked up course material related to one question during each test. Honor code violations that could lead to expulsion, the email said. Oh, my God. Mr. Zhang, 22, said he had not cheated. But when the school's student affairs office suggested he would have a better outcome if he expressed remorse and pled guilty, he said he felt he had little choice but to agree. Now he faces suspension and a misconduct mark on his academic record that could derail his dream of becoming a pediatrician. That's the first three paragraphs. It's a long article in New York Times. They all are. Later on, it says he was one of 17 medical students whom Dartmouth recently accused of cheating on remote tests. Uh-oh. So what do you think I'm going to just rant about? Uh... Could be so many things. Don't <laughs> cheat, kids. It's bad. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Cheaters should be punished <laughs> to the full extent of the law. Exactly. Kevin's corner. <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm reading this article, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about my favorite topic, med school curriculum. <laughs> Everybody's favorite topic. <laughs> There are, how many tests do you think we took the first two years? A thousand. Tests, quizzes. One a week. One a week. It was so many quizzes and so many tests. And you know what? I'm here to say none of those matter. Oh, they yeah. are all superfluous and not needed. The mm-hmm. only thing that matters across the entire country is passing step one, passing step two, passing step three. And there are a few schools in the nation that don't even have tests or exams. Where are those? (laughs) I know, right? Let's go there. Do they accept transfers? (laughs) It's too late, dude. One more year. (laughs) Uh, And now we have this school, Dartmouth, that is doing everything in their power to accuse their students of cheating on whatever quiz that they think is super important to their students. Mm -hmm. Right? Cheating not good no yeah shouldn't be doing that but they these students should not be being suspended or permanent record marks on their on their record for an exam that really doesn't matter at all and should not even be administered in the first place (laughs) and the only step the only test that matter is step one step two step three right Impossible to cheat. Can't cheat on those. No. For the people who don't know, you walk into a room. Every time you walk into the room, you have to take out your pockets. You have to roll up your pants sleeves. You have to not wear a coat. You have to basically prove that you have nothing on your person before you walk into the exam room. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's impossible to cheat for these things. Uh, And the reason why is because these are the only tests that matter for med school and residencies. Right. So... Now we the whole article in the New York Times was about how there's this huge rift between students and the administration. And some of these students definitely cheated, right? <laughs> but some of these students probably didn't. Mm-hmm. And there's errors in like the marking and the et cetera, et cetera. Yada yada. But the 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 Kevin's corner is 
if every school in the country didn't have these superfluous tests that just stressed out their students, then this thing wouldn't ever happen and wouldn't matter. And now, instead, you have Dartmouth, who probably has all these nonsense quizzes and tests, and now there's a huge rift between the students and, the, and Dartmouth Medical School called, what are they called? Geisel? Geisel. I don't know what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's Geisel. <laughs> what did I say? Giselle? <laughs> that's somebody else. Um. So yeah, so the hot take, that's the hot take right there. Uh, dang, that's whack. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen at... That... <laughs> Yikes. So they found... Something with their canvas. They were tracking any canvas activity that you would go to some other web page during an exam. And most likely some of these kids cheated. Yeah, probably. But uh, I guess I could rant about this for a while, right? You know that I went in in front of the, what is it called? What's cost stand for? (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, It's the disciplinary group that um, every student who is in trouble goes to. Yep. To see what repercussions are yes. for anything that you did wrong. What does it stand for? Who cares? It's not important. It's a disciplinary group. Yeah. All the faculty, all the p- professors. And there are many good reasons why students should go in front of the disciplinary mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get a GWI in school. You got to figure out what's going on, right? right. Uh, that is uh, an offense where you can kill somebody. Like, I'm really lucky I didn't. Yeah. But that that needs a disciplinary group. Right. Let's say you put graffiti on the George Floyd like memorial yep defaced it defaced it you definitely need to go in front of a disciplinary group Absolutely. and have repercussions not acceptable um I, well, I, what did i do to get in front of the disciplinary group i i like smarted off to a professor basically and and that's like dumbing it down and i didn't even smart off to a professor no but that's like the the one sentence gist but the process to get there is that i got an email from the student disciplinary group that says you have been called in front we can't tell you why. Then you got to plead your case to them. Then they send your case to the dean. You got to tell the dean what's going on. He sends your case to the disciplinary group, costs. Then you got to meet with them. Then you got to wait for the decision. Then you got to do whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's this gigantic process for something that if the professor was upset, come talk to me. Right. right. It, 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 it's such a minor thing. Yeah, you're a 35-year-old person. <laughs> An adult. <laughs> you know, these kids, some of them might have cheated, some of them might, have did, might not have cheated, mm-hmm. but now there's a New York Times article about this because it's been blown into such a proportion. Right. And it's a te- So those are the two hot takes for Kevin's Corner. Yeah. The process and the tests themselves that don't need to be there. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I know. That's, yeah. And the, the fact... I think you read something like this that they were saying, "Oh, he'll have a better outcome if he oh yeah, yep. basically pleads guilty, yep. even though he doesn't believe that he is guilty." Student Affairs suggested that he would have a better outcome if he had expressed remorse and pled guilty, Oy. even if he said and he had felt like he had little choice to agree. Right, and it was like that when I went in front of the disciplinary committee, they weren't, they didn't, they had no, they did not care of the circumstances. Right, all they wanted me to say was, I'm "I screwed up. What can I do?" Yeah. Which is <laughs> the whole thing, silly. I mean, I don't know what 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 gets you going more—the disciplinary committee or the tests that we take that don't matter. I I guess both. I mean, I you know, uh, model student over here, <laughs> never been called before. Cost no, no, no. They don't know about this podcast yet. <laughs> luckily, uh, I mean, 
hearing your experience, it sounds like it was a nightmare. It was so much added stress um, over an incident that I thought was incredibly minor. And like, you know, Kevin makes comments like those a hundred times a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a good way to say it. It was just, it was, uh, I, I was in the wrong, but I was incredibly minor. Yeah. But it was it turned into a nightmare experience. Yeah, a nightmare experience. <laughs> and it took so long. <laughs> yeah, it took seven months. And then the fact that at each of these steps, you didn't even really get a chance to be like, no. to talk about it in any other con- like uh, context other than saying, oh, I'm sorry that I did something wrong. Yeah, exactly. It was just basically Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting where you had to say, I'm sorry. Yep. Please. Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, and it sounds like that's a similar case for this guy, and he doesn't even think that he did anything wrong. Right, doesn't get a chance to. It doesn't even get a chance. And well, I guess I don't know. I didn't read the article. Right, but there's other students who wish to remain anonymous. Sure, don't want to fight it. They probably cheated, and they just wanted to get it behind them. Yeah, but the whole thing. I don't know. I think the thing that makes me just uh, the, that gets me going is the tests and the quizzes that the school the schools treat us like children sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's like if you if you I mean honestly if you cheat on that exam, who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> who cares? You're only tr- like really harming yourself because that those tests are supposed to prepare you for exactly. the actual tests that actually matter. Yep, that's the whole point. Or for the wards, yep. if you're cheating on those tests, you're not learning cardiology. You're going to do bad on your cardiology rotation. Right, and that's going to I mean. That's what matters. Exactly. It's not like uh, it's so true. I, I've I've told this to the deans, right? At one point, they're like, "We've heard." <laughs> they asked me. I was in the dean meeting. Okay. And they're like, "We've heard that your class has maybe had some cheating." I go, "No way, no way, Mm-mm. no way." And I said, "The class of twenty twenty one, twenty two, nah." I said, "Not us." I said, "The class of the ones before us and ahead of us and behind us, they for sure cheated. Not us though." <laughs> and but I, when I said this, exactly what you said, that these tests are only meant to prepare us for step one. Right. And if we are cheating, we're only harming ourselves, and we won't pass step one. Right. And they did not like that answer. They, Uh-oh. It was more about the integrity, the morals, et cetera, et cetera. The honor code. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair argument. I mean, it is a fair argument. It's a fair argument, but... That's not what, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't buy it. It's a fair argument. And if the punishment fit the crime, then great. If you're caught cheating, you got to go and talk to one dean and say, what's up, dude? You can't do this. Right. You're a med student. Yeah. If you do this again, I'm going to put, I'm going to, this is informal. If you do this again, they're going to face some like repercussions. Right. Should be a conversation. Yeah. Half of our peers are 23, 24. Don't know what's going on even. <laughs> they just need someone to tell them. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. So that's, yeah, I mean, if you're legitimately cheating in med school, come on. Not good. <laughs> what are you doing, Not buddy? a good thing. Not a, if you're trying to figure out a way to cheat on step one where they make you pull out your pockets, not a good look. Yeah, you should probably learn that stuff before you graduate. <laughs> it's going to be important. <laughs> Wow, that was a great rant. That's Kevin's court. I always prepare for Kevin's court. I love it. You know I do. Uh, so that is the rant. Kevin's corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next segment. Oh, 
Is uh, our mailbag? Oh, I, I forgot to get a mailbag thing. That's okay. Do you have... want? Do you want to act out the count? Uh, I am the mailman. <laughs> no, that's me. That's my, you're the count, aren't you? Well, I am the mailman. <laughs> I don't know what. What does he sound like? I'll give you a refresher. Do you know why they call me the count? Oh, because I, I that. love this is your to part. count things. Oh, well, I am the mailman. Do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I have your mail here, huh? Wonderful. All right, I think that was good enough. Next week, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, okay, I'll practice. Mailbag time. Time to get the mail out. Shuffle the mail around. Get get it ready to go. Here we go. Got the letters. <laughs> Here's a great question. Okay. What are the things you've learned from residents or attendings that you definitely will do when you are working with students? Huh. So when you're a resident or you're an attendee, what are the things? Get, think about it for a little bit. I already I knew the mailbag, so I already got an answer. I give me one thing that you for sure will implement when you're a resident or uh, an attendee, and what's one thing that you definitely won't do when you are a resident or an attendee working with med students. So one thing I will for sure do is let med students leave early. Oh. <laughs> Day one, Duh. I'm going to say the exact same thing your neurosurge resident said to you. Hey, this is your thing. Come in when you want. Come in when you don't want. I'm going to give you a great grade no matter what. This is what you put into this is what you're going to get out of it. That's one thing I will for sure do on day one. That's a great call. I'm going to say you're going to get a great grade no matter what. <laughs> I'm serious. That's it. That's one thing I for sure will do. You got one or should I go one thing I won't do? I have one thing that I think I won't do first. It's coming to my Yes. <laughs> and uh, I think that unless the student wants me to, I will never go and stand in the back of the room while they're like interviewing a patient or <laughs> listening to a patient's lungs or whatever. <laughs> it's so, it just ma- tur- makes you turn your brain off. I is, feel like, at that, least for me. Has I, happened to you where the residents are in there watching basically? Does that not happen to you? Oh yeah. You don't even have residents. <laughs> They'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll just come in. You can lead the, t- you can lead the interview. I'll just jump in if I need to. Yeah. It's impossible. It's impossible to do it. There's a real doctor standing right there. <laughs> what? What am I doing? <laughs> oh, I will not do that unless they really want to. I, I can see in some situations and somebody on their first rotation would want the resident to be there, yada, yada, Right, yada. right. But that will not be... Not a Santana Sanchez thing. No, just come out and tell me if you didn't do something. I'm going to have go meet with them later. Yeah. I'll do it yep. myself. Actually, the, the few rotations where I have had residents, I've asked them to come to a lot of them. Because I want to see what I'm doing wrong. I want to hear about it. So I'll be that. I'm that mm. med student who's like, come with me. I want you to stand in the corner and watch and tell me what I'm doing wrong. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Santana's brain shuts down. Um, And then what I will do. You know why your brain shuts down, Santana? Focus. Commitment. Sheer will. Something you know very little about. <laughs> That's true. Very little. <laughs> I d- don't even know those words. Uh, something that I will do, I think. <sighs> okay. So, th- I mean, I don't think this is something that's very out of the ordinary. But, but that's okay. What I really like is when 
the resident is like uh what are like some specific things that you want to learn today or for this rotation or for this week when i'm here um or what is something that you specifically want to practice and we'll try to we'll do our best to get you some practice at so that. you've had residents ask you that yeah and it's always and you're always have a good answer you're it's appreciated uh yeah, I mean, I don't always have a good answer. Sometimes like, oh, I just want to see what primary care is like. <laughs> it's my first day, dude. Relax. I'm like, calm down, doctor. <laughs> yes. Uh, but normally, it's really helpful because then they, uh, then you're kind of on the same page uh, of what you're trying to learn, and and it helps me be more um, like deliberate with trying to learn something instead of just being like in sponge mode or trying to be in sponge mode. right sponge mode sometimes it doesn't you're not taking it in sometimes it's just not happening but deliberate learning yep for sure what is here's something i won't let's hear it i do wait. i will never ever <laughs> edit the hpi the ros or the physical exam of my med students wow because sometimes residents change like the grammar of a sentence or when did you experience this i don't know sometimes i like maybe during my children's rotation or something yep i don't know some i don't it was just some residents like you would submit a note on your encounter with the patient bro and they would <laughs> be worried about grammar or bro. oh you know there's a better way more concise way to say this listen doc this is what I wanted to say to them. Calm down, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing that, I mean, the only thing that really matters is the assessment and plan. Yeah. What you think is going on with the patient and what you're going to do about it. Please edit that. Yes. I don't know half of what you know at this point. I want you to edit that and make that the accurate thing. Mm -hmm. The rest of it, don't even look at it. Just... It's going to be fine. Right. So that's the one thing I won't do. I'll say, perfect note. I'm just going to edit the assessment and plan a little bit. Just sharpen it up. Yeah. And and, and they're going to be like, thank you, doctor. Right. As long as there's enough there for it to be, you know, readable, billable. Don't even care about that. I guess. I'll let billing take care of that. I'm going to say, great. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> right? That's not my job to worry about that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. That's what billing's for. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not going to do that either. That's so annoying. Like, <laughs> let's let's review your note. Come over here. Oh, HPI? Yikes, dude. Let's erase every sentence and rewrite yeah. them. Oh, HPI? I, actually, I prefer putting the num numer uh, numerical dates instead of... You know, spelling out May. Yeah. I want the number. I'm gonna go ahead and change every single one. <laughs> po post post op day, uh, pound sign three. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no pound. Get sign. that pound sign out of there. What are you? Are you? What are you thinking, dude? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't happen very often, but it's <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, I've thought about this. Uh, med students, I think sometimes med students have a tough time like letting go. There's some students who might be very, very particular, very type A. And that is, they just like haven't given up um, making their notes perfect. Like they think it's so important to make their notes perfect. Mm -hmm. No one's reading the note. Everyone's reading the assessment and plan. Yep. What you think's going on with the patient, what you're going to do about it. Yep. The rest of it, it could be in a different language. Yep. Most of the providers aren't going to read it. 
Yep. I, do you think that you have that point of view because of scribing? No, no, no. When I scribed, I really, I really, I really cared about okay. making those parts. You're, when you're the scribe, when you are making notes for doctors, yep. the parts that you can contribute really well to is the history, the HPI, the ROS, the physical exam, Got it. but not the assessment and plan. So do you think that you have that point of view from your primary care experience? Because that's been so clear over my three days that they're like, when you open the notes, it only opens the assessment and plan. Yeah. The other stuff, you have to like click through to find it. <laughs> so because they literally, no one care. Yeah. they do not care. Right, right. Uh, so that's what <laughs> that's what I won't do with my med students. I love it. And I'm going to say, great, great HPI. Give them that positive feedback. Yeah. Even if it's garbage, who cares? Who cares? They'll it's figure it out. They'll have three years of residency <laughs> to figure out note writing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're going yeah. to uh, let summarize. People go, it. Let people go home early. Boom, if they want. Yep. They can stay late if they want. Yep. We're going to what was mine? Oh, ask them what they want, what they want to learn, and what they want to get out of the rotation. Boom. We're going to not edit their notes. Boom. Except for the assessment and plan. Yes. And we are going to not hover over them <laughs> while they're interviewing a patient unless they want that sounds like you are stressed about those those encounters it's just, <laughs> I, yeah. it just is another level of s- social interaction that i just can't handle <laughs> when uh you're in the room with the patient and they're in the corner and they interrupt you to do something what are you going to tell them now's not the time for fear <laughs> I'm going to say, if they start trying to interrupt me, I'm going to go, I am the throne, baby. I am the Bowery. <laughs> I should say that next time. <laughs> okay, that's the mailbag. Great question. That was a great question. Great question. Let's Thank do you. the end of the mailbag. Start it off. Uh, do you know why they call me the Count? Because I count things. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I deliver the mail. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> End of the mailbag sent. End of the pod. Boom. That's it. Shout out to Susan. Shout out to Jillian. Shout out to our moms. Shout out to the moms. Shout out to Chuck Levins, Washington Music oh Center. My God. Shout out to Bubbly. Yep, a lot of shout outs to go around. Shout out Dr. Hamlar, one of the best. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the pod. You know what we always say? A bird, a bird in, in the, the hand, hand is worth two in, in the, the bush. bush. See ya. <laughs>